Hi, this is Susan. This is Dan. And uh, this is uh, Sparks and Muses podcast, a podcast about everyday creativity. And uh, today is January 31st, 2016, and it's been a couple of weeks since we've been able to record. Kind of a lot going on. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) um, As you can tell, um, I'm sounding about three octaves lower than I often am. So we've, uh, we've had some sort of, um, winter plague hit the house. Yes. Um, I, I sound only slightly more beautiful <laughs> than you. Yeah. So, um, and, and the, the frustrating part about it is that it, it comes in waves and phases. And so I'm working on week three of some different chapter of the sucker. So we're, we're kind of working through it. It's been not our most, uh, peppy phase this month. Or glamorous. Or glamorous, no. Not glamorous at all. And then on top of all of that, we've also, we're, we're coming out of um, the giant blizzard of 2016, Jonas, Jonas, Storm Jonas. Oh, we're na- naming snowstorms? Uh, oh, they did. No? They aren't at the weather service did. It all was right. big enough to get a name. So um, it dumped a couple feet of snow on us, which is, is a lot for here in the Maryland, Washington, D.C. area. That That's not something that we're used to. So it's, um, for you metric folks, that's just shy of a meter. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, uh, that was, it was very exciting, but it also meant that everything came to a screeching halt and standstill. And our daughter was out of school for a week, frustratingly out of school for a week. So we've, we've done a lot of scrambling to try to kind of keep life moving forward. Right. But you know, the, the good thing about the blizzard though, was that, you know, we, you couldn't leave the house. You couldn't go anywhere. There was nowhere to go. Nothing was safe. So we just bought food and drinks and booze and movies and craft supplies and sat around for four days and had fun and, and played in the snow and cooked dinner. And I got lots done, actually. I, I had a lot of creative stuff going on. Apartment camping. We're <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Um, but I liked it. It was great. And um, I have the fortunate situation where my employer is pretty old-fashioned. Well, really old-fashioned. Right. Um, and there is still an electric typewriter in my office that often gets used for certain types of correspondence. And I've had to relearn how to center envelopes and things to make sure that I don't waste 10 of them trying to accurately type it out. So the the upside of that circumstance at work is that he, he doesn't know that telecommuting exists. So I wasn't expected to do any work whatsoever when I wasn't at work. So it really was a, a vacation. That's true. I mean, your workplace is <laughs> just barely hanging on to the 70s by its fingernails, uh, scratching its way to the 80s. I know, I know. But again, the upside is that he didn't expect me to check my email or do anything. True. So um, I got to relax and I, I got a lot of stuff done, which is really, really, not, of course, not everything I wanted to get done, but right, definitely move some stuff forward, which is really great. Um, so on that note, so talk a little bit. What are you What are you working on right now? What have you been working on the last couple of weeks? What have I been working on? I have been working on, actually, I've been doing a little bit of writing, actually. I don't... Really? I, yeah, I don't... I didn't, I didn't see you do that. Tell me about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't usually do that, um, but something just, maybe it's because I got a little, like, writing pad for Christmas that has a Stormtrooper on it, or something, or I've been from reading Santa. a lot of books from Santa. So, whatever has inspired me, I just sort of been sort of 
dashing out this sort of outline for this idea for a, a, a story that I have. So I've been just, I opened up a Google Doc and started huh. putting in the, 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 at least the beginning part of an, a story that I, I just sort of popped into my head and didn't seem to want to go away. So I thought I should just maybe just put it down and see what happened. That's cool. I didn't what, whether it will actually turn into a story or not, I, you know, a full-fledged story or not, I don't know. I'm still, the two things I'm hammering out are um, what exactly the villain should look like and where exactly this particular story should end because I feel like this could sort of almost be like a series of stories. So I'm trying to figure out sort of, um, it has a heroine in it where the heroine should sort of end this particular adventure before she starts on the next. So, yeah. huh. so we'll, I, didn't, I didn't know you were doing that. I was. <laughs> yeah, those weren't long emails that I was writing while we were watching our mysteries and stuff. Those were outlines oh. on, on Google Docs. So. I just thought you were like, I don't know, scrolling. Multitasking? Yeah. Well, I was, but I was being creative. <laughs> I, was, I was watching mysteries, which it's always good to watch mysteries yes. because you never know when you're going to be involved in a murder and have to solve <laughs> it yourself. So these are skills worth having. <laughs> and I was writing a story that was in my head. So it seemed like just a good thing to do to just get it out, whether it becomes something or not. I, it's nice to have the no, the no pressure of it doesn't have to become anything. Anything because I have plenty of the pressure of it has to become something. Well, that's really interesting. So I'm curious because you're a visual learner and a visual artist, and you work in visual creative endeavors. Mm-hmm. So when a story pops into your head, is it visual? Yes. So it's a pictures. Yeah, it's it's almost like a movie. Huh. And so for me. At least so far, it's been just sort of translating the movie into words, which is usually what happens when I read a book. And, and books that I like very much are, or at least entertainment books that I like very much, are the ones that create a vivid sort of vic- visual picture in my mind. Mm-hmm. So I, I really like basically ha- reading a book that basically creates a movie in my mind. And th- this is sort of happening in reverse, I'm sort of seeing the movie and then just sort of trying to, at least right now, just create the outline for it. And then just sort of eventually the idea would be to fill in the blanks after I sort of outline it. Cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. I look forward to reading it. Okay. Someday. Yeah, if it ever gets that far. <laughs> um, can you tell us anything about it? Or do you not want to, do you not want to like do that yet? No, right now it's an ugly baby. So you can't know anything about it. <laughs> Okay, so, that's fine. I, I don't need to know. Yeah. For those of you that don't know that term, that's actually like a creative process thing where, you know, you have a, an idea and you have to protect <laughs> it because it's an ugly baby, like a swan. <laughs> and, and you know, so you, uh, or as, as one of my photo professors put it once, you never show anybody your contact sheets where the, are the, in the old days when you, after you would develop your film, you'd make just where you'd put the film right on a piece of uh, photographic paper and develop it just so that you could start to see what your images sort of look like. Sort of like when you're scrolling through your iPhone, you have all that grid of images, of little images, thumbnails. He said, you never show anyone your contact sheets. That's like showing people your dirty underwear. So. Oh, got it. So your, your story is an ugly baby. Yeah, it's an ugly underwear. baby. Yeah. W- wearing dirty underwear. So <laughs> I don't want to see that. Yeah. Never so. Mind. Yeah. Well, that's cool. 
yeah, so once it gets a little more fleshed out, then you can start to show it around and, and stuff. Because otherwise, you'll just, it's still too personal and it's still too mm-hmm. in the formation stage that you start showing it to people and they start getting nitty gritty about stuff, you either get stopped or it gets squished. And, right. You know, and that's, I think, part of the creative process is learning when do you, you know, when do you decide this is no longer an ugly baby or when do you need help sort of raising this child so that it stops being an ugly baby and right. becomes something else. But there's definitely in the beginning stages where something is protected. And like even Pixar talks about this, uh, the the movie company, of they, they sort of incubate ideas and it's a small group of people. And and as the idea gets fleshed out and becomes fuller and fuller, then it, it starts to grow. And then it, like, eventually the idea is worthy, then it really moves into full production. But, you know, it's, it's always this sort of trick that they're always working on of when do you, you know, when do you, how long and how long do you gestate something and, and when when do you sort of move it into production and start tweaking it and fine-tuning it and all that kind of stuff. Right. As opposed to just letting all the ideas flow and move. And, you know, sometimes it's a process even where you sort of get into production and then you realize, oop, nope, this is just isn't going to work. We need to go all the way back and start over, like, sort of like the kid needs a facelift or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's cool. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little cool. excited too because I've never done any sort of creative writing and writing has always been one of those creative blocks for me because the writing I've always had to do was for school and that's writing that I absolutely hate or for work. I mean, I just don't wake up in the morning and think, oh, I can't wait to write a press release or some analytic report. Like, that sounds (laughs) awful to me. So, but I enjoy reading, you know, fiction a lot and, you know, sort of surprised me yeah it surprised me that i it's taken this long to actually just sort of try my hand at it and i have no illusions that i'm gonna write the next great you know science fiction novel or any of that kind of stuff or you know i'm gonna give jk rowling a run for her money this is purely just was an idea that didn't seem to want to let itself go and seemed appropriate at least to just try and get it out in an outline cool yeah nice yeah that's great so um i've been as we've mentioned, one of the things that I got for Christmas actually was a loom for tapestry weaving. And I, as I've mentioned, I've, I've always been a knitter for many years now. And I love wool and yarn and textures and the tactile quality of that. And so I've, I've just been really quite enamored with my loom. And um, I'm making, I'm making a, a piece of art, wall art for my daughter right now. And I'm pretty excited about it. It's cool, and it what I what I love is um, is I went out and I bought a bunch of really cheap yarn. In fact, the yarn label was Ivana White from the Wheel of Fortune. Oh my gosh! She has a yarn label, and it's it's not, and it has pizza crust in there. <laughs> no, we're not talking about that right now. Oh, sorry. Um, so the I got Vanna White yarn in like a bunch of different colors because it was on sale for two dollars at Michael's, the craft store, and this is not something I would want to knit with. It's just not. I, I I like things that are nicer, basically. Right. I'm a snob. But the there were colors, and I thought it would be good to just play and practice with it because I don't know what I'm doing, and I don't want to use expensive, really nice yarns when I'm still just figuring out what I'm doing. But I did find a whole bunch of hand-spun yarn that I had made, um, gosh, like a year, year and a half ago, 
when I was trying out new techniques and trying new ways to make different kinds of yarn. And um, I didn't know what to do with them because they're not very nice for knitting and I don't want to wear them. Right. It's not, gonna be, it's not enough to do anything really big with. But there was just me playing with different colors and different, you know, a tool that I have called a blending board and, and trying to work with, with mm-hmm. making different kinds of yarn. And what's awesome is that these weird sort of ugly baby yarns right. <laughs> um, look really great woven. They, they just look great. And so I'm so, my brain just sort of like exploded in all the different ways that I can use these, these tester yarns that I've made that I don't really love. Some, one, a couple of them I don't even like, like I didn't like them. They're not my favorite colors, but in this, this woven um, piece that I'm working on, they, they just work. And, and right. instead of being really ugly and I didn't know what to do with them, they just add really great interest and texture. And, and the fact that they're a little lumpy and weird because I was learning new techniques doesn't matter in this piece because it's all about lump and texture anyway, right. um, which, is really, which is really exciting. And then I also have been incorporating roving, wool roving into it, which is the big fluffy stuff before it's, it's even spun into yarn. And uh, my daughter calls it the pizza crust. Because it looks like pizza crust. Well, I don't think it actually looks like pizza crust, but I can see why. I don't know. It's kind of white and fluffy. and But anyway, it really just adds a lot of texture, and I'm so excited. And I, I can't wait to get back into spinning. I have, I've been injured, actually. I have a shoulder injury. So I haven't been spinning for the past probably six months just because it hurts. But I think I'm turning a corner right. um, on my injury. And so I'm j- I just want to... I'm just so excited. I just want to spin lots of weird, crazy yarns and then put them into interesting tapestries and, um, and see, see what I can do with and get and play with it. It's just, it's really cool. And what I love is when you, when you do something creative and then like a, a door opens and all of a sudden it's like the rabbit hole and, and there's just so much more that you can keep doing. And, and I feel like that's, that's what's happening with this, which is really exciting. Right. And I've been wanting over the past, this is not new, this is probably the past five years, to look into different ways to do dyeing and to dye yarn or dye fiber and then play with it and work with it. And I haven't wanted to do that because it seemed like too much of too much to take on, and right. too much gear and too much this and too much that. And what if I get colors that I don't want to wear and, you know, things right. like that. Um, and I feel like this the, the, the weaving is a, is a medium that can completely, or it's just, it's just, it, I, it just all of a sudden, like all of those things look really possible and interesting and exciting. So I'm, I've, my brain's been on fire. I just, my problem now is that I don't have time. Right. Like I just don't well, have time to work I, on anything. I think all you need to do now is conquer sewing and you'll have a <laughs> self-taught master's degree in textile arts. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I say that only half kidding, actually. I'm, I'm working on it. We'll see. No, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Which I mean is it really in cool. a complimentary way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm interested in hand sewing. In fact, I have a hem I have to fix on something, but I'm so bad. Well, actually, it doesn't even matter if you're interested in hand sewing because your daughter desperately wants you to learn sewing so that you can make some clothes for her doll. I know. I know. So. And she wants to make her own clothes. Yeah. So I got to get on it. Yeah. So. With all my free time that I don't have, but I'm, but I'm really excited about it. And I'm really excited about this particular weaving. I'm really liking playing with color and I I think it's coming out well. And I love texture. You know that, right? It's just really fun. I'm enjoying it. And I find that the time that I really like to work on it most is, um, 
in the morning, kind of getting up a couple hours early and just just taking that time when it's really quiet and the house is really quiet. Which is funny, because the thing I love about knitting is that it's completely portable and social, and I can knit while I watch TV, and I can knit while I'm sitting on a train. I can knit anytime I want. And the weaving seems to demand its own space. Right. Creatively for me. Like, I need I need the house quiet, and I, I need the table cleared off, and I can't have clutter, and I don't want the TV on. And, you know, it's it's just interesting. It's a very different... It's very. It's a different process in my brain. Yeah. Well, cool. I, uh, no, I I can get that because <coughs> that's what I like about the opportunity of working in di- different medium. You know, you can sort of. I think it's sort of what people talk about, like, or not to keep harping on Pixar, but they say, you know, like we use the story to inspire technology, but we also use technology to inspire our stories. And I think what they're meaning is that you're also looking for external influences and, and it causes you to, to work differently. And you're working in a different medium and it's causing you to work differently. It can be just as enjoyable as coming up with some new particular idea. So. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just, I'm really, I'm just really enjoying it. That's been been really fun so I'm, I'm excited by that and what's funny is that I, I kind of popped a couple like in process photos up on Instagram I don't have a lot of followers I'm not that active and I got a ton of I got a ton of likes just by and I was like oh that, that's great like there's a whole community of people out there who liked it which is right which is just nice like it doesn't mean anything I don't know all these people but you know I was trying one of my goals for this year is to try to create community and uh first and foremost I want to create it in person try to like meet other people who do what I do and right. I'm a social being I'm a social creature. So I'd love to do that, but also just online, like not being such a voyeur. If, if somebody posts, posts something that I think is beautiful, I'm making a point of saying that's beautiful, you know, and, and it's right. funny cause I'm getting some responses back from people. So I'm like, okay, I, I might never meet these people, but it, at least I'm, I'm reaching outside of my comfort zone and right. the safety of my silence. Right. My silence voyeurism on Instagram cool. or whatever. So that's pretty fun. Very cool. So what are what challenges are you running into in the last couple of weeks? Since uh, we challenges is has been just, I mean the usual same old story of work has been crazy busy. Well, you have but a creative job. I do, but also I was sick, so I I had so between the weather, and I was sick. I actually also have this other project that I really want to get started, which is uh, we live near the town of Annapolis, Maryland, and. I want to start taking pictures of boats because I like pictures of boats. And then also there's definitely in Annapolis, Maryland, a market for pictures of boats. For those of you who don't know Annapolis, Maryland, it, it it's called the sailing capital of the world. And uh, it's a... It's also home to the Naval Academy. Home to the Naval, United States Naval, Naval Academy. And it's a, a boating... It's a boating town. Town. So, I mean, like the downtown is... 90% just like a harbor where all it's these cute. yachts gets parked. And it's all an old colonial of... shipping yeah. port from back in the day. Yeah. So from back in 17, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> in the, back in the 1700s. Yeah. Yeah. So it's cute. It's but anyway, nice boats, lots of tourists. The point is I live near there and I very much like pictures of boats, even though I'm not a boating person and would like <laughs> to take pictures of some boats. So, yeah, I'd like to develop a bodywork around boats. So uh, I just have not been able to get out to take the photos that I want to take, uh, even though the weather has been getting better um, just because I've been sick and just really run down and low energy. 
as one is after they're getting over a cold or going through a cold or whatever the heck is happening yeah. to me. So I think it'd be interesting yeah. about that. I mean, there's so many people who do things about boats and maritime stuff in Annapolis. Right. It'd be interesting to see what your take on it is because you're not a sailor. Right. I think that's part of the interesting thing. And then, you're not a fisherman. You're not a sailor. Yeah, and I also subscribe. I can't remember who said the quote, but they're, um, um, I'm blanking on exactly what the quote is. But basically, like, y- you have no original ideas. What's original is, is the way that you do it, not the idea. So thousands of people have done boats. Thousands of people will do, millions of people will do boat photos after me um, and have done it before me and, it's just sort of what is my interpretation of boat photos. Yeah. So, and that's what's unique. So, yeah. It's just sort of like Ansel Adams is not the first person to even take landscape photographs. It's just that he had a unique perspective of landscape photographs. I think it'd be really cool. There's so many like cliched photos of like lighthouses and seashore stuff here in this, this part of the world where we live that right. I'm always looking for something that's like different. Like I don't want any more photos of duck decoys or right. but that's also part of the challenge you know i think yeah it's just sort of like everybody's you know painting has been around for hundreds and hundreds of years yet people still paint because they have their particular interpretation of painting yeah that they want to do so that's cool yeah how about you oh god well the plague this thing that we have the sickness in the house which just stinks and sucks the life out of you and then i think I don't know, it's just time like i've had a bunch of late meetings at night and um just work it's just the ongoing work life creative creativity balance right and at some point i have to figure out how to start working out again and i'm like oh but that which you know which time do i give up to make space for for that you know once right. my injury is done you know because it's you know there are only 24 hours in the day i really wish there were more hours in the day right and I think I start to get run down, and I think if I wake up too early and I don't get enough sleep, it starts to wear on me after t- a while. So, you know, that that's it. I mean, it, it's it's like, I think it's just going to be a consistent sort of whine or complaint. It's like the lack of time. Although this, the four-day weekend and enforced, you know, solitude and having to just stay home for four days was pretty great. I got a lot of stuff done, which is really cool. Right. So, so yeah, so that's exciting. It's just just time. You know, like this weekend... Like right now, it's a Sunday night, and and the weekend just was completely full. Right, we didn't well, stop. You know, and I, you know, I have to say for myself also. You know, I, I had to really look at this week of just you know I had to give myself permission to be sick. Like I don't, I very much enjoy being creative, but I don't have to be creative every moment when I'm awake. Sometimes it's just a matter of like paying the bills or doing the laundry or being sick, <laughs> and creativity will still be there tomorrow and the day after that and if you don't get the idea you know maybe it moves on to somebody else and you'll get another idea like i know but i don't want to lose them in fact i i started a, a journal so that i uh-huh. these ideas come to me and i get all excited about them i don't forget about them yeah that's another you know that's I, that might be the way they come back to you because i because i don't always have time to act on things when the impulse is there i find that way about like blog posts and stuff too i'm like completely excited I'm going to sit down and write, it passes, and then I'm like, oh, I don't remember what I was going to talk about anyway. Right. But I, <laughs> I, I guess that's what I'm saying, is that partly, sometimes you catch the ideas and write them down, or you actually make whatever your idea is, and sometimes they just, they move on, and I think that's that's okay, too. That's part of the creative process. Yeah. 
I, I've even heard Johnny Ive, the chief design officer for Apple Computer, or Apple Incorporated, has talked about, you know, he's like, I can sit down with, you know, the management team at Apple and we can say, oh, yeah, if we add this much extra manpower or this much extra time, like, we know that we'll get, you know, the the electronics for this new iPhone done in, in half the time. Or, you know, we he's like, we can, we can spreadsheet that out, but he's like, the only thing that we cannot spreadsheet out how long something will take is the design process. Right. It's like it's completely... Maybe fast, maybe slow. It doesn't matter if we add more people or take people away. He's like, there's just no. The, basically, he's like, there's just a mystery to it, even mm-hmm. at at that high level. Right. But it just it just kind of happens when it happens, and it goes at the speed it goes, and he's like, that's just the way it is. <laughs> I'm kind of a control freak. That's kind of a hard concept for me. Well, <laughs> I think all artists in some way are control freaks because I mean. Who else would like spend the time trying to make something out of nothing, right? I mean, right. you have to be pretty controlling to want to do that. So, it's it's this. What you have to do is, and it takes a lot of practice, and it's not always. I think you have to learn to become good at at sort of dealing with opposites or or contradictory things. That like, on the one hand, you have to be super controlling and precise, and the other way, you have to be completely learn to be comfortable with the fact that it just happens however it turns out. Right. And they both happen at the same time. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) Welcome to the crap side of creativity. I know, I know. I hate that part. Um, But that's also what makes it so magical, is that you are dealing with things that are complete opposites at the same time. Like, and, and I think if you have that in any work that you do, whether it's being an engineer or staying home taking care of your cat or whatever you know it's i I almost think that that's part of the definition of being creativity is having two completely opposite things happening at the same time sort of cancel each other out and you just are there left in the zone present in the moment it's a very high bar it's 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 not even it's it's because it's not a thing that you have to try it just happens right it's it's not hard well i just try to make time for it so try to get up in the morning and make space and make time yeah no that's awesome that's perfect that's you know and it happens just the way it should for each and every person there's not a right way or wrong way so what um what is is sparking your creativity for the coming week for the Given coming week, we're, we're getting over the blizzard is cleaned up. Right? No, no, I understand. Yeah. For me, it's two things: it's boats, and uh, uh, I had no idea it was so hard to come up with a good villain. Oh, <laughs> so, somebody that's that's that hasn't totally gonna like you know be in the way of what this heroine wants to achieve, and yet not just be a complete stereotype that's realistic enough. That you, mustache twirling villain. yeah exactly like i don't want that and that's <laughs> that's really hard so i uh you can't see it but i i bow down to all you writers who are really good at making those making those, bad guys making bad guys it's hard here at least for me so far and i am by no stretch i mean you know i've only got five steps and however long this outline is going to be it's not even being written as a book yet but uh like 
you know, the heroine was easy. Like she just popped into my mind fully formed and including her faults and all that kind of stuff. But like, I'm like the villain, man. Could have ruminated on him a little longer. Uh, or her. Or her. Yeah. True. Or Doesn't both. Have to be him. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, or, you know, or just neither. like. Yeah. Like, Ooh. what is it that, yeah, like the, you know, I think we all spend so much time sort of, you know, trying to work through conflict. So like the thought of just sitting down and thinking up conflict is, is not a normal thing. And I, I think that's also what I'm finding really interesting and challenging is like, Oh, this is a complete reverse of like what usually somebody comes to me with a problem and then I try and solve it visually or whatever. And instead, like I'm going to sit down and try and think up a problem Mm -hmm. and then I'll figure out how to solve it. And that's, that's, that's what a story is, right? Right. So yeah, it's pretty interesting. So that's what I'm working on this week. We should interview Tamsin about that. Yeah, absolutely. Her writing process. Yeah. Uh, Tamsin Schultz is a is a good friend of mine from college actually, and she's a an author and is putting out I think her fifth book this year. Yeah. So yeah, maybe but I've, I've been doing a little bit of reading too about like you know different authors' processes and stuff, and you know if you start to read between the lines and you read enough of them, that's basically what they're all talking about. Is like yeah, that's the hard part. Is like how do you come up with conflict that's believable and engaging enough that it pulls the reader in, and then you just sort of wrap the story around solving that conflict so okay yeah i'm i'm waiting i'm waiting to see what you come up with yeah well just just don't hold your breath because otherwise (laughs) you might pass out (laughs) okay (sighs) well i think i just want to finish up this tapestry that i've been working on yeah i'm excited i'm in process like i'm i'm stalled by life and i just want to get back to it and finish it yeah it looks really great I like it. I like it a lot. I do too. And I, I have an idea for the next one I want to make too, uh, which is which is super exciting. So um, nice. Yeah. No, I've got them like cued in my brain, and and I it's a matter of materials, and hopefully my arm gets better and I can start making new yarns. I really think the hand spun yarns, um, just make make all the difference. Right. For me right now, and what I want to see, what I want to do, and and that's exciting too because that's a you know, it's a craft I have spent a lot of time working on and have a lot more to learn. So, um, I just like how my crafts are feeding into my other crafts. Right. Um, in a, in a really good way. And, and I think with knitting, it's always like, are you a process knitter or a product knitter? Like, do you want the product or do you just knit for knitting's sake because it's relaxing? Right. And, um, and I tend to be sort of a process person, but then I want the hat or the right. whatever. And I feel like with the, the tapestries or, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm so product oriented. It's more just like the making part. I'm really enjoying its process. And, um, and the, the idea of slowing down the process of making tapestries and starting with making my own yarn and making my own, even going back as far as to dye the colors for the yarn and, and learning the process of dyeing the colors to then make the yarn and then have that yarn then be the thing that makes the tapestry unique in mine. Right. <laughs> even with, like being supplemented by the Vanna White acrylic yarn from Michaels, right? Um, you know, it's it's just, I, it's that just sounds really fun to me. That just super slow process of every of getting to a place where all the steps are are mine and part of my creative process. So right, it's really great. And then, um, and you know, it'll it'll look they'll look cool or they won't or whatever. I don't know. I'm not as focused on like what's the end product. 
it's more the process of the, the pieces that go into it. And I feel like the end product will reflect that. Right. Um, which is really liberating. Cause I think I always was like, Oh, I, I'm not, a, I can't draw cause it doesn't look good at the end, you know, or kind of because the end product wasn't perfect or the end product wasn't what I wanted necessarily. That would stop me from getting started. Right. And this is like, I'm just more interested in the making and then the end product, obviously I want it to look cool or I want it to look like what I want it to look like. And I'm, I'm working towards something, but, um, I'm not, that's not the driver. Right. The end, the end result is not the driver for me. It's the, it's the, the making process. So that, that's really different and really fun. Cool. And I'm enjoying that. So it's pretty exciting. Nice. I'm, I'm hoping yeah. to get at it this week. I feel better and we don't have snow and I think we're going to get back into a regular routine and yep. You know, all that, all that stuff that makes it easier to squeeze it all in. Right. So, well, that was fun. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. I had no idea you were writing. So there thank you, you for joining us uh, tonight um, here. It's a Sunday night. I hope your weeks go well. If you're jumping in, uh, we'll get this up online at some point on iTunes. Dan, where can everybody find you? They can find me on Twitter at DMH photo and on Instagram at DMH photo. And uh, you can find me on Instagram as Susan Hartman. Uh, Hartman has two N's at the end, H-A-R-T-M-A-N-N. Um, and also you can find me on Twitter as Susan Hartman, although I don't tweet very much, honestly. Right. And on Ravelry, if you're a knitter. And uh, there my handle is Slingshot. So look for us there in any of those places. Drop us a line. Have a great week. Yeah, and uh, if you get a chance, please rate us on iTunes. That really helps people find us. So thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.